Hi you guys, this is I'm Shook. I'm Sarah Shook and we're shook up about a lot of topics these days. And I'm here with a lovely person who is also shook, uh, Holly Laurent. Hey everybody, I'm shaking like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um, so Holly and I just wanted to chat today about um, being female and kind of there's a lot of bullshit going on out there, I feel like, with um, women speaking up and being shut down. But um, I feel like it's a good thing. I feel like the tides are turning. What do you think? I love your attitude, frankly. That's the spirit. I was just on the way here. I was listening to the radio and they were talking about, like, can a progressive candidate um, have any hope? in 2020 and I just noticed in my heart of hearts I was like no the no like we can't put up a progressive you know and they were talking about through the years how you know and I was like whoa what's wrong with me I'm really like I'm sort of beat down and they were talking about how anyone is going to like the 2020 election is going to be about Trump and he just dominates so much of the conversation that it's going to be about him no matter who the you think left so? puts up I don't know. I get worried, man. Because I feel like this last election was all about him and his dumb antics and then just like Hillary's emails. But I feel like everyone made it about him and like all this stuff and that's how he got elected. So if it happens again, I feel like he will get reelected. But I, I don't know. Maybe we'll smarten up by that time. Don't you love how now like Ivanka did the exact same email thing? That they were like screaming, lock her up about. Mm -hmm. And now Ivanka did it. And it's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the bottom, there is no bottom to how far this can sink. I, I mean, from the beginning, we were like, oh, this is definitely it. This takes him down. Oh, this does, this does. Right. And then it turns out he's Teflon. Nothing sticks to him. For me now, I'm like, all bets are off. Like, we've left the the standard that people were held to. And so now we're in like no man's land in terms of like, I, I can't believe the stuff that he gets away with. And I, it, it really does discourage me because the thought that I had in the car before I walked into your place just now was when they were like, oh, can a progressive actually like, are we gonna just have to have a centrist to go up against him? Or can yeah. a progressive win? I was, I had the thought Oh, you know what? I was thinking about Beto. I was like, Beto O'Rourke maybe would be a great candidate. He's a white straight dude, you know. But if he, but I don't want to hold that against him. Right. But, like, it would be great if we could see some people of color, some, like, obviously, like, females, LGBTQ+, blah, blah, blah. But I had the thought, like, oh, I, I'm not going to see that in my lifetime. I'm not going to see a female president in my lifetime because that's not the world in which I live. It's, that's not our country. I think we'll see that, but I think it's okay to have like a white male become the next president. I think as long as he celebrates that female side and that feminine um, part an of ally. him and, yeah. and our country, I think that's the important aspect where it's just about a human being yeah. having that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, I mean, I personally think that our country needs a mother. I feel like right now we have the like the uncle who was married in by blood and like <laughs> he thinks he's like the cool uncle but later you find out that he like harassed like your yeah, aunt and like he's the uncle gun molested somebody or something yeah a hundred percent but um <laughs> yeah but with the like a whole female thing too and i think even with like the presidency um 
I, you know, I'm big into energies and all that kind of stuff and spiritually. Hell yeah. Um, but I do think it's like an energy that we need as opposed to like this actual form. Because we could have a female in there that just flat out sucks and is like Trump. That's true. Yeah. Oh, doesn't that hurt when you see a female that is like so um, anti-female in their agendas? Yeah. It hurts my soul. I, aye, went, aye. I went to this thing one time with a friend and it was like a women... It, it was supposed to be like this women empowerment thing for like writers in Hollywood. And um, I don't remember the name of it and I won't say the exact name, but I went, I was like, oh, this is gonna be so great. And like, you'll get to meet people, but you have these name tags on and they tell you to like say like a quote and then what you do. And I was like, I don't know what to put. I'm not on TV or anything right now. So I, I don't remember, I think I just put like, I'm an actor. And um, everyone is looking at your tag to see what you do. And if you're not anything of, you know, mm -hmm. to be revered, then they were just like, okay. And everyone's standing in their clusters and it felt so disempowering and horrible. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate this part of female empowerment. Yeah. Also, sometimes I struggle with the just oh it's a female thing it's a female focused female forward i i absolutely believe in that and believe that you know one skinny stick is easy to break but if you put a whole bunch of little skinny sticks together you can't break any of them yeah. and so i believe like yes that's we have to do that we 100 percent have to do that but there's something in it like deep underneath that just bumps me and it's hard to articulate I, it started to come up for me Years ago, I'm sure you've had this question a million times when you get interviewed for some local newspaper on when you get to a town with Tourco or whatever, or yeah, you know the local uh, some magazine where you're going to do a festival, you do an interview. I just started noticing that I was constantly getting that question about women being funny. Oh God! <laughs> right? Have you had yeah. that a minute? And I was like, man. And every single time I tried to deal with it with such like, I tried to be thoughtful. I tried to really, you know, be articulate. I. I um, and I just started to get so frustrated. And one day when I was actually answering questions, some, somebody had sent me interview questions via email and I was sitting there at my laptop writing my answers out and I was writing an answer about that. Um, and I saw, you do know Nico Case? Yeah. She, I saw some, she got into some, she cracks me up on Twitter cause she is so fresh out of fucks. She just goes for it. She's like, I don't give a single goddamn. <laughs> and she goes at people. And yeah. I think it was Rolling Stone or someone had just tweeted something about her album and they were very much trying to compliment her. And they were like, oh, Nico Case is the something something of women in music and really trying to like applaud her. And she just immediately tweeted back at him and she's like oh am I oh no it was maybe it was Playboy Playboy was really like giving her um they had some review of her new album and they said she's a woman in music who's like doing incredible things or something yeah and she tweeted back at them oh am I she was like because I'm not a, a woman in music I'm a musician in music get with the now you pussy shavers <laughs> <laughs> and I was like and in that moment I felt like oh man not only was she funny in yeah. that moment, but she just was so like, she just shot back so fast. It wasn't even like, uh, um, sort of tempered by the compliment. Or I think sometimes, well, right before we started recording, you and I were talking about different things with sexual harassment and that culture. Like, I think sometimes we, part of us has been raised to like, 
be flattered. Yeah. And then we become controlled by the flattery of like, oh, thank you so much. And well, you're being, you're, you know, you're saying nice things about my album or whatever. And to just be like, I don't consider myself a woman of music. I'm a musician in music. And yeah. <laughs> calling them pussy shavers. Oh my God. I was like that. I felt so refreshed of like, oh, maybe instead of like trying to come up with another like thoughtful answer, just be funny and make fun of the question. Right. Like, you know, like I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this question. Um, it's yeah. And I know what you mean. People always ask me, they're like, what do you do? I go, well, uh, I'm a comedian and I, I, I'm an actor. And people will correct me sometimes be like, you're an actress. And I'm like, no, I can say actor. But then there's this flip side to my brain where it's like, well, I should say actress. And then what if a guy wants to say I'm an actress? Like, is there a way that we need to say that word and then all this gender stuff comes in totally i i've been saying actor because i'm just like yeah we're all the same thing yeah why why do i have to gender my part i i say flight attendant i've stopped saying stewardess Mm -hmm. so can i may i please say actor yeah (laughs) is that okay with you yeah but i also but even that i'm like comedian or comedian i'm a comic i now i just say i'm a comic i do comedy you know? Yeah, and don't you find that when when people find when they're like, oh, what do you do? I don't know what they're waiting to hear. PR, I sell pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I don't know what they're waiting. But every time I say comedy, people are always like, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Oh wait, I, this is a thing too that I felt a lot in Chicago, and this might have been something that I put on myself. But it's like, oh well, you look a certain way that can't be what you do, or you can't be good at that. Yeah. 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 And so this goes back to. Um, I was doing a, the, I think it was the Chicago Women's Funny Fest, or, or I, and, and the um, lanyards that they gave us uh-huh. were a pussycat face, and you know where a lanyard falls on your body, like around your navel, I would say. Yeah. And the lanyard said, um, my eyes are up here bitch or something like it the, the lanyard that I was putting on was like objective was t- essentially like and I guess like okay you could look at it as a titty joke but you, yeah. and it's just like okay that's fine it's a hit joke but also it's like but what and then I, I just started to feel like um I think it was IO West had some like women's festival maybe that was it and I was like um really struggling with it because I was like just you giving us our festival somehow bumps me the wrong way because first of all, like w- again, I try to equalize it. Like, would you do the opposite? Would you be like, here's the men's fest? Right. You wouldn't. And so there's something um, diminishing, in my opinion, about being like, give the girls their festival. Yeah. The, the, this is for them. Where they get to be, we are, it, to me, it says something like, they're lesser than, they need a leg up, let's give them their time and their focus. There's something where I want to be like, no, I, I, I want to say like, I'm, I, I don't consider myself a woman in comedy. I consider myself a comic in comedy. Yeah. But at the same time, even as I hear myself saying that, I'm like, that's bullshit. I totally, I am my gender. And I, it goes back to what you and I were talking about before we started recording too, of like, I, there, I, there's this strange line of walking the line of just letting things go, letting it roll off my back and being like, Hey, keep doing good work. Talent wins one foot in front of the other, you know, but then also like, no, there's a fire in my belly and I have a voice and I, and I'm, 
I, I, we've been raised in a culture that is like, here are the acceptable standards for female behavior right. and appearance. Like, first of all, you have to, we're held to a standard of perfection, which is not helpful because yeah. it's completely impossible to achieve, but it's what's been placed out there for us. You simply have to have the perfect body, the perfect complexion, the perfect hair, the perfect attitude, the perfect, you know, all, all the, and, um, and I've noticed even things like dealing with my own anger. I have this self-judgment that comes in where I'm like, oh, anger is ugly. Rage is, is shameful. That's not ladylike. That's not... Right? And I'm even, there's a value judgment on the emotions that are coming out of my body, which are primal. Like if I have rage in my body, that means like a boundary has been crossed and it's a primal physical reaction to whatever it is, fear, a boundary being like, but I, I have a gendered judgment on my own emotion where I'm like trying to be equalized and trying to be like, I'm not going to be that like raging woman. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be, and I've even noticed coming up in comedy, there were times where I was being so harassed. I can't even like, it's, it's stunning how harassed I was being in comedy coming up. And I took it every single time as a compliment because I was like, oh, they know I can take it. They're accepting me into the group. So if they are doing this to me, showing me their dicks, harassing me terribly, all this stuff like, oh, that's their way of like saying, you're one of us, you're in. We know you can take this. We know that that our dick, we could show you our dicks in this room before a show and you're going to fucking laugh it off and whatever. And we can joke with you like how we joke with our dudes about like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't till later. I mean, a lot, like, especially with the Louis CK stuff, like I started getting like, really painful flashbacks like once it once that like Harvey Weinstein was I felt like that was kind of contained more in this like the casting couch kind of way but when it came to Louis in terms of the specificity of the comedy world I started having memories and flashbacks of things where I was like oh that was you diminishing my power in the room and holding power over me like before I walked on stage right like that was, you know, it, like that was, oh, that was, that was assault. That was harassment. That was, but at the time to actually at the time have been like, oh, I'm flattered because it means I'm, I'm in the club. Yeah. I'm and welcomed. I feel like as women too, we've been taught like, well, we just make ourselves small. And like, um, I think one that really hit home for me was the Aziz Ansari article yeah. where it, for me, that's like, it's such a blurred line of like, is this wrong? Is it not? I don't know. But I'm like, this has happened to me. Oh. I've had that happen to me multiple times. Oh my God. And it, it, but it's, I know how I felt in the moment and it felt to me like I was being violated and I'm wrong. And I probably said yes to things because I may, I was made to feel like I had to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you leave feeling diminished and scared and sad and all that stuff yeah yeah it's a it's a yeah just like when you were talking about comedy and i mentioned even before we're talking to you about when i bartended for years and years my whole time in chicago and um i remember the way that you felt included and like a part of the uh group at the bar was if the managers wanted to hook up with you (laughs) and if they thought you were like sexy enough and i wouldn't hook up with people and they made me feel awful for it and just were like 
oh, Shook, what are you like? A fucking virgin? What like blah blah blah? I'm like, it's none of your goddamn business. What my sexual activity and what I choose to do with my body, it it doesn't have anything to do with you. I don't want to hook up with random people all the time that are hooking up with everybody else I work with. And it, yeah, yeah. And I told you one time, a manager just like pulled my shirt out and was like, I want to see what kind of bra you have on under there. Another time on Halloween, he came up and he's like, um, I was just seeing if you wanted to come home with me tonight. I'm like, well, thank you for formally asking, but no. <laughs> like, like it's my yeah. duty. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like now is your time. It's the night I invite you. I've chosen you. <laughs> it, I, I think the same manager told me, he's like, uh, three of us had a bet going of who could uh, hook up with you first. And he's like, no one has. So what's your deal? Oh my God. Yeah. And that was supposed to make you feel like, oh, you're all talking about me? Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. You guys think I'm like cute enough? That means to... you all want to? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But I look back at that time and I remember feeling so, I just said, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember feeling so insecure and awful and like I wasn't good enough because those guys made me feel that way for not wanting to have sex or yeah to suck their dick or whatever yeah 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 it it really um i struggle i struggle with the um with the louis and the aziz i i and i love i loved him i like bought expensive yeah. tickets to go see him <clears throat> in massive stadiums do stand-up i think i saw him like just months before all that came out yeah and his show on FX, I was such a fan. I thought, yeah. he's so brave, blah, blah, blah. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, well, when you're given every opportunity and you have, um, you've been given this voice that you, you, you basically, you fear nothing, then yeah, you can be really experimental and take huge risks and, you know. Right. Um, and now I know it's a huge, huge, huge debate. And, if, and, and, and I've been at the comedy store very recently where I hear how the stand-ups are approaching it and I hear how they're very down on Hannah Gadsby. They're like, that's not stand blah, blah, blah. And they're very like rallying around Louie, men and women. And I'm hearing really? it in the rooms live and the audiences too are rallying. They're like, yeah, Louie. Like he should just be allowed to blah, blah. And it, I really, really, really struggle with it. I really, I'm like, um, it, even beyond the things that he did in the moment to those women. Yeah. One thing that really sticks out to me is that then he actively, for years, attempted to diminish the potential and the possibility that those women could have with their livelihood. He squashed, he actively squashed their ability to, to like further their livelihood. That their passion, I think their, their, yeah. their passion, which is He's even worse, squashed that. It's like the thing Hannah Gadsby talks about. Like, why would we not ever imagine that that seventeen-year-old girl Picasso was fucking? Yeah. Why, why was it like his potential is the is the important thing? Is fostering and nurturing and protecting the potential of that man for the art that he can give the world? Yeah. Why did we not imagine that that girl could also have? equally if not better if not more if right. not a, a stronger impact same thing with Dana and Julia like 
what, what if Dana and Julia had been given every opportunity Louis was given? Right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a thing too, now that we've like talked about all the, the bad side of all this stuff. <laughs> but um, I was listening to something this morning, which I already told you about how feminine power is coming up on the rise, where it's been this era of um, masculinity. And that's what's been ruling. That's the energy that's been ruling over this earth, America, whatever you want to say. Um, and it's out of balance. So it's almost like, I think a lot of women are feeling this fire, like you're saying you feel, because it's time to take back that balance um, of that feminine power, where it's nurturing, it's caring, it's you know letting people have a voice and be who they are, which I think that's what that feminine power is, if you think about our moms and what they allow you to do. And whereas the men are like, I provide, I go out, I take care of this, I do, 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 and like I need to do what I need to do for me. And um, that feels very much of like that like war kind of mentality, this let me take over and push out what doesn't fit for me because I need to provide. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just feel like all this stuff that is coming up with like Kavanaugh and Weinstein and um, women speaking out, even just like these rallies and these marches, which are beautiful, um, it's we're taking that energy back and we're balancing things out. Yeah. Yeah, I I almost feel like I remember being at a concert outside. I don't know if it was Grant Park or somewhere in Chicago, and I remember a cop on a horse being really close to me, and I just kept staring at the horse and being like, "What do you think is going on? This must feel so bizarre. Like this yeah. must be terrible for you. What is your this creature's experience right now? Right. It's like loud. This concert. There's just humans everywhere." And then, it, and I just kept watching this horse. And then at one point I saw across the way, another cop on a horse. And so I was looking at the horse and I was like, do you see that other horse? Like, are you making eye contact? <laughs> like, like where at least you can look at each other and be like, what the fuck dude, yeah. right? You know, and I kind of feel like that's now what's happening with the females. Like it's, it's, I, I, I love saying like the witches thing, but it's almost like I feel like I've been a sleeper cell my whole life yeah. and th I was conditioned to believe all those things that I was lesser than that I was weak that my emotions were um, a um, uh, like a problem like that me being an emotional creature was like that 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 was a almost like a a casualty that was a strike against me you know you need to be and it's this man's 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 world and um, so they they correctly and and successfully like programmed me for decades to hate my body to um, mistrust other females yeah to think that I'm in competition with those other females to um, seek the approval of the men that are in charge to they so successfully ingrained that in me for decades and then all of the sudden like I like it was this thing where like I like opened my eyes and all of a sudden I was like I'm awake oh my god I've been trapped in this like fear this shell of fear self-loathing and all this like I don't want to say like this intentional programming to diminish me and keep me small, but that's what I experienced. For and sure. now I feel like I'm a horse that's like looking across the sea and like <laughs> find it. And then I'm like, oh, 
Sarah Shook's over there. And I'm like, hey, do you have one of these fat fucks on your back too? Like, like tingling right now, yeah. Right? Like, okay, hey, but I see you. Yeah. And I feel like we're starting like all this, like Kat Barker told me that of like, there's something in LA that's happening energetically, like where all of the witches are here. Like we've all arrived. Yeah. And now we're sort of like, we're waking up and we're recognizing each other. And we're like, oh, there's another one. And there's another one. And there's another one. And there's another one. And again, like one of us as individuals, they can snap in half. But if we have a bundle of all of us together, we won't break. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. But I'm like, yeah, I... I, I feel myself waking up and, and it's so hard now to go against all that programming. Did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? I didn't. So you don't know who's a human, you're in space, and you don't know who's a human and who's a Cylon because now okay. the Cylons look like humans. And this has been so long now. I love that old, like, I love that nerd shit. Um, but like, there were characters who for ever in like seasons of the thing thought they were humans and they were like fucking other humans and in love with other humans huh. and all of a sudden like things started to appear where they were like holy fucking shit like am i not a, am i a cylon huh. and and they and they were like waking up as cylons inside human bodies and i'm like oh that's what's happening to me and all my girlfriends we're like we're waking up and being like oh i'm i'm not the thing i thought i was i'm actually powerful i was i was talking to my husband Greg recently where I was like of course of course um, all of this patriarchy for thousands and thousands of years would tell us we are the quote-unquote weaker sex and the lesser yeah. sex and it's a man's world and keep women in their place of course they should like it makes sense why they would keep us in our place what if you look at a man like what can you do like you can do a lot of things you can do some pull-ups you can like <laughs> You can, you can solve a geometry problem. All good. All well and yeah. good. You know what I can do? I can make people. Yeah. I can make people with my body. Like, you can squirt goof juice out your, out your dick. But, like, I, with my body, can make more people. Yeah. That's pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. So it's great that you can, like, you know actually physically hold me down and like overpower me with more muscle and mass and weight and maybe even more education and opportunity and all of that yeah. maybe you can do like complicated trigonometry and you know things that like i can't do yeah but i can make people <laughs> but like if you in, if but if you program me to believe that 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 even that thing of making more people is um, lesser than, you know, being a lawyer and being a, like... Right. Then, I mean, you, you have to be kidding me. Like, how... It, it, when I look at it that way, I'm like, how is it not totally a matriarchy where women are, like, fucking worshipped? Oh, I know. Worshipped. There are things, too, that I notice about when... So I do <clears throat> Reiki healing and, like, reading and stuff, and um, I never have a straight guy. I do a couple times, but the majority of my clients and people who are attracted to that type of thing yeah. are um, women and gay guys. Yeah. And I think it's just like, well, they're more in touch with that, like, obviously feminine side, which I think deals with, like, intuition and emotion and all that kind of stuff, whereas, like, that masculinity is about, I cut that emotion off, I'm not going to dive into my intuition and what, like, feels right for me. But when you cut those things off, it's so, like, 
handicapping. Oh yeah, but I I think that would be really hard. Like because to be fair, I'm talking about all the programming females got, all the programmings, all the programming that males got was probably equally unhelpful. Oh sure. To be raised to be brave had to be excruciating, and to not be able to like feel or express your emotions or even understand them or know that they're okay and that they're normal and everybody feels that way and all that like that would be excruciating. And I I think like that's the real work like healing being like i'm going to seek healing and take active steps towards wholeness is some of the scariest and most difficult like that's the actual work of human beings and if and if most of an entire gender if i shouldn't that's gross generalization but if a large part of a of an entire gender is sort of kept from um, feeling like they have the ability or the wherewithal to go in and shine the light in the dark places and look at what's in there so they have to s- remain cut off from it. Yeah. Like, that's actual courage, which is funny. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it, so hard. A lot of guys, I will talk to, like, even people in my family, like, straight guys, and they're like, you, you're yeah, right, you, like, see things and, like, tell people, or, like, what is Reiki and, like, think it's so dumb, whereas, like, the women are like, wait, what is this? I want you to do that. Um, but yeah, the, and even my boyfriend said growing up, like uh, his dad wouldn't let him see his mom when she was sick and things like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He didn't go to like a funeral. And I think for someone close in his family. And I'm like, you have to be able to experience these things. And it's like, they're cutting off emotions from them and just seeing how he's grown. Oh. It's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if um, certain if 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 people like your boyfriend are they're actually so they're actually attracted to you and drawn to you and partnering with you in part because there's a huge part of them that's like I actually want to like expose myself to this, understand it and open myself up to it. Almost like by watching you have these emotions and go through it and figure it out, they start to learn like I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm just talking about my ass. I think probably, but. yeah, it's a subconscious thing that they're like, I know that I need this, but I don't know how to express that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think absolutely. I think that's a lot what um, entails a soulmate or whatever. Yeah. It's, that's how we challenge each other on a subconscious level and an emotional level. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you talked earlier too about um, anger, oh. which I think is a big thing too, especially in this like female uprising. Um, it seems like it's starting with anger, which I think is great, which we need to get out and um, lead the charge with it. But um, I had a thought and now I just lost it. <laughs> well, I have a question but, for you. Oh, yeah. This might bring the birdie back. Go ahead. Your birdie flew away? Yeah. Or did you get it? I didn't get it, so go ahead. I have a question for you yeah. because I think you might have wisdom and insight on this. I am just now coming to grips with and even admit to myself and say out loud that I have rage like I'm angry I'm so angry and I'm sad and I think that that has been hard for me to admit you know because you want to be cool as a cucumber you want to be like I got this you know and yeah I got perspective on this or I have control of this or whatever and I'm I'm now admitting it and seeing it and I don't know 
what to do with it. I'm like, if I want to get it out, <laughs> I don't, can you get it out? I don't know. Is it like a volcano where if you erupt and let the lava flow, then you release some of it? I don't know. I, I've done mushrooms and had really positive experiences with like, um, the ego kind of detaching. That's a weird way to say it, but, and then being yeah. able to, um, honestly like sob and cry and release and and i've even like observed on mushrooms i've observed it's almost like my consciousness lifted up and watched my body like sobbing and heaving and weeping and i just observed it and i wasn't feeling any pain or suffering and i watched it almost like whoa that female animal needs like all those muscles and emotions and all of the hormones and the like physiology and everything that's happening there mentally emotionally spiritually physically i observed my body like sobbing and i was like oh those muscles in that animal they need to contract like that for a while and release and then it's going to be okay yeah and it was so i really did i had like blissful days after that where I felt such relief but beyond <laughs> psychedelics how, if, I, if I'm like admitting my own rage and anger which even me using the word rage I it bumps me so hard because I feel like oh that's not attractive that's not good I don't want to be I you know yeah but what does it look like it, is it even supposed to come out what does that look like does it mean me throwing a bunch of dishes against the wall does do i actually get a punching bag and like scream and hit the bag <laughs> do i scream until i lose my voice do i actually like start hitting people and screaming like what do i you know like what does that look like and, I, and my therapist has said like i think it looks like you just starting to say exactly what you mean and how you feel in the moment and i'm like mm. Picking up bro broken dishes would be way easier to clean up. <laughs> well, this, you just, I just got my birdie. Okay, the birdie flew <clears> back. It, you said something about boundaries, and it's, um, sorry, this is all coming from Slicor, because uh, I think anger is mostly to do with, I let someone violate one of my boundaries. I didn't, I let my boundaries down, and that's why I'm angry. Mm -hmm. um, but for the past four months, I have been doing a, like, really serious liver cleanse i've been dealing with health issues and i think you know about all this yeah. stuff but um and it's a lot of it is liver related and uh energetically anger rules the liver it and so much anger has come up for me in ways i'm like i didn't even know i could act like this but then i like would get readings from like friends or like different people and they're and every time they would be like i see like an older male figure that is attached to like your anger and emotion, and as soon as you forgive yourself around that and things like that, then it'll start to clear. But I think too, I just kind of came to terms with, okay, this is coming up, this is happening, it needs to be released. Um, and just being able to like sit with it and experience it and then let it go. But I think also the other half is just being like, where is this coming from? And discovering that. And I think a lot of mine was around like how men have treated me in the past and like suppressed me and made me feel like I wasn't good enough, but I also allowed myself to feel that way. And that was the boundary that I, you know, took down by them yeah. telling me I wasn't good enough. Right. And I accepted that because I think that yeah. is always what's going to happen. I think people are always going to say that to us, but it's about creating our belief system that that's not true. And I think yeah. that's what's happening, the collective with, with women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whether you write it out for like 20 minutes, go for a run, 
meditate, you know, for me, I like to meditate and just be like, okay, where is this coming from? Let me just kind of like wrap my hands around this and yeah. like shake it out. Yeah. Um, whatever like fits for you. But I think don't hold on to that. And I see a lot of women these days that I, like I've talked to about like the Kavanaugh stuff and they're just <sighs> holding on to that anger. It's so <sighs> much anger. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you're not mad about the Kavanaugh stuff, which yes, you are, but for sure. it's mainly about how you've been treated right. in the past and um, right. that's where the anger is coming from. Yes. So how do you deal with because that? Because we've all been Dr. Blasey Ford. We've all been there. Yeah. We've, every woman I know has yeah. been Dr. Blasey Ford. Yeah. But, and I think too, it's like, um, the biggest thing is about just forgiving yourself for doing that and move forward and take actions now, like you said, to really speak what you feel in the moment and to really speak what you need in the moment and to take like that second to be like, okay, this is affecting me. It made me feel this way and I need to react in according to that. Okay, then I have two follow-up questions. So, but what if it's a boundary that wasn't your, like what, what if it's a boundary that someone just crossed? Like the actually like, you know, victimizing you, where it's not that I allowed you to come across that boundary, it's that, that, like, a parent should never do that to a child. It's not the child's responsibility to maintain boundaries. You know, stuff, what do you think about stuff like that? Well, I think that's where then the fight comes in for yourself. So, uh. it, some people might just step in there and, like, force their way into that boundary, like you said. Yeah. And I just feel like, and I am learning this too, where I'm like, oh, this person just did this and I feel really bad right now. So I need to let them know that this is it. And like, whether it's like your mother or your brother or whatever, and just being like, you can't talk to me that way. You can't say or do these things to me. This is how it makes me feel. And if they continue to do that, then that's when you start to cut things off. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Boundaries are a thing that um, I used to really not know about. (laughs) Oh my God, me too. I still don't know that about it, but like, and yeah. I think that so few people actually employ healthy boundaries that when you do, man, I think boundaries are the way you sort of identify the healthy people in your life. Because when you have healthy boundaries for yourself, the healthy people in your life don't bat an eye, but the unhealthy people in your life go bananas. Oh, and that's like, it's almost a blessing when someone crosses that boundary and you see how they react when you tell them what they did and you're just like, oh, yeah, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> A hundred percent. My my friend Sue Gillen always does this thing where she's she does like a, a a gratitude thing where she's like, thank you, thank you for. I guess it's that thing of like when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. She does this gratitude thing where she's like, thank you, thank you for showing me exactly who you are, so that then I can respond accordingly with my boundaries and with who, where I share my time and energy. Yeah. You know. But that okay. So my second question, following that, is um, so. Yeah, so say it, go to the people. And so I'm like, so do I go and say, hey, you need to know that blah, blah, blah. This is why I think there's a rift in our relationship because of this, 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 and this. My therapist is like, yes. And then I talk to Greg about it and Greg is like very Buddhist. And Greg with the Buddhist thing is like, but that's not, you're you're not going to go to that person. You're not going, it's not ultimately even about them. It's about your response. He's like, you have to deal with what is, do you see what I'm saying? Like the You have to deal with yourself first before you approach them. And I feel like when you talk to people, and this is just my opinion, you have to focus on how it made you feel, not telling yeah. them what they did. Because then that just incites more anger. Yeah. And I, I've certainly done it and have gotten in like screaming matches or horrible arguments with people about like, well, you're doing this because of this. And it's like, 
back up, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) If you just try to like come from a calm place of like, it made me feel this way and I didn't appreciate it. What can we do to change that? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's hard. Oh my God. Life is so messy. I know. (laughs) People are so tricky. And this stuff happens at a personal level. And I think this is what I I do like it. Women are going through right now, but I feel like those boundaries as a collective have been set up from the beginning by society of like, this is how a woman's supposed to be. This is your role. Yeah. And it's like, we've been trapped. So we're ready to break out. Hell yeah. And I've never in my life been so, um, absolutely hungry, thirsty, and starving for like my female relationships. I feel like they're the most life-saving. Yeah. I want to foster and develop and be very intentional about taking all that energy and put it in, putting it into developing my female relationships because I do think it is like the strength in our numbers is, it's all about us unite, uniting. Yeah. Uniting. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think we've about covered it. And if, you know, then other people can talk about what we've been talking about too if they want, if they listen to this. Yeah, man. Well, we've started the convo and it can keep on going. You know what you should do is make an email for the show, uh, make a Gmail for the show. Oh, yeah. And be like, hey, if you, you know, write in, if you, um, uh, have thoughts or feelings from what you heard or um, have topics you want us to talk about yeah totally yeah that's yeah. a good idea yeah I should do that um, well cool do you want to plug anything I know you have a podcast that you do and I have a podcast that is all improv it's satire it's called mega and we play um, characters who work at a fictitious mega church <laughs> <laughs> and um, because I'm bilingual I speak English and I speak uh, Christian evangelical <laughs> Um, and so I'm using my second language in that yeah. in that uh, in that uh, program, and it's funny. Uh, my brother was like sharing it with people, and somebody recently was like, "I thought you said that your sister was a humanist or an atheist." And my brother's like, "Yeah, she is." And they were like, "No, we listened to the podcast. She's a Christian." And he's like, "No, she just knows how to speak Christian because I was so raised funny. so." And it's actually I have found it really because I have a lot of like anger about like things that the church taught me. Like it really uh, uh, taught me to hate myself. Blah blah blah. Um, and it's been really healing, like just yes. laughing about it honestly feels really good. Maybe that's the, maybe that's my lava is like, let's just start laughing about it, man. Oh, for sure. Let's just fucking laugh about it. And, and, and then maybe I'll just keep using stand up as my platform of like rage. <laughs> I'm like up there just rage. My, my stuff, almost so much of my set is about gender shit. My, really? my, in the past year it's been so much about like I'm so sick of being called a guy every single day I'm called a guy hey guys hey guys hey guys oh yeah like I'm so like t- 10 times a day I'm called a guy like I you know uh, like so yeah. yeah imagine the opposite because you and me would sit down at a table and a server would walk up and be like hey guys can I start you have some cocktails and we'd be like absolutely hi ladies it's, it's, it's always that <laughs> right but yeah. imagine if like we're called guys every single day but imagine if a server walked up to a table of dudes and was like hey ladies can I start you have some cocktails They'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like, if it's an insult to be called a female, yeah. then I'm personally insulted by being called a male. But you know what? I th- I hear it every time someone says guys to me, or guy, calls oh, me yeah. guy, and it keeps me angry. So I, I don't know. Maybe I just have to start. 
I've had the thought in the moment, should I be like, every time somebody says, like, like, hey guys, which a lot of times it's girls who are calling me that, because we've all been, it's the culture, it's just a, you know, it's a cultural but should I start every single time being like, oh, I'm sorry, I identify as female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I That's okay. where I'm going to be a crazy, I'm going to become a fucking crazy lady. I think it's going to get crazy before it's not, and I think it already is. That's the For everybody. So, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, if they wanted, if people wanted to see you do stand-up, where do you, do you have any... Oh, I, um, I'm kind of all over the place. I have a monthly show at the Comedy Club at Inovino, that wine bar in Atwater. Oh. It's really cute. It's a little wine cellar um, basement. Um, so I do it there once a month. You can follow me at Comedy Land um, on Instagram. Comedy, Comedy Land or Mega the Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Thanks awesome. so much, Sarah. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Yay. Namaste.